evening, everybody. It is June 29, and we are here for What's on Joe Mind, special edition number something. I don't know. Anyways, I'm Mike Irizarry. With me this evening, Joe Colton. Hello. Conspicuous with his absence, Carson Metaxas. Why is Carson not here tonight? Dun, 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 dun. That's right. Carson's getting hitched. So Woo-hoo! congratulations to Carson and Mrs. Metaxas, who he still hasn't told us her name. I don't know. I, I... No, it's a line. <laughs> I had to look it up. <sighs> it's all right. I like that we didn't get an invite. <laughs> yeah, Carson very clearly doesn't love us. but Kristen. That's we'll her name. Kristen. So congratulations to Carson and Kristen. <laughs> we hope you many happy years. And happy times, and hopefully we can get you back on for an episode sometime. God forbid. In the meantime, we will go to the, the substitute pool, but not tonight. Tonight is just a Mike and Joe production. As we give yep. you the rundown from the social event of 2019, Joe Fest. Joe Cole. We don't have a song for this. No, we need, like music. I can this. I can add that in post production. That's okay. Adding, oh, okay. Adding okay. soundtracks that's not a problem. We're this is this is kind of in the vein of our our old pre convention quick and dirty recordings. This isn't going to be a real heavily edited episode. We just want to get it up and 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 put out there just so we can close the book on Joe Fest because Lord knows the next regular episode of What's on Joe Mind is already chock full of news. And it's going to take a long time to get through anyway. So the more we can get out of the way beforehand, it, it's kind of like if you, if you listen to Rack Time yes. that went up yesterday, uh, Rob took care of the new comic. Oh, okay. You know, not that it was a whole lot, but that's all the, that's all the details that are out on it. We're not going to know much about this comic for probably another month or two until the previews start coming out. So... You know, the fact that Rob could get that into into rack time helps us out a little bit on the main show because now it's something we don't have to really touch on too much in the main show. Same okay. with this, we're we're doing this here. We're we're reviewing. I don't want to say reviewing, but we're we're recapping Joe Fest, just so we don't have to get too far into it on the next episode of of the main program. Yep. So, so Joe Colton, Joe Fest was on. It started Friday, June twenty one. Went through Saturday, yes. June 22. You, like yes. I, arrived on Thursday, June 20. Yes, you asked. You didn't tell me you were coming. I know, right? Uh, it was a very 11th hour, last minute deal. Uh, uh-huh. I traveled in with Paige Warner. Paige Warner. Paige Wagner. First time I met Paige, <laughs> I, I got it in, his, in my head that his last name was Warner. And so ever since then, I have had to fight to flip that to what it actually is. He is Paige Wagner, because I was a, a honorary Wagbro for the weekend. But his brother and, and, and he, they, they go everywhere, kind of like my brother and I most of the time. Uh, into, you know, both into G.I. Joe, both travel all over the place to, to go to G.I. Joe shows. Uh, his brother canceled on him at the last minute. They are local to me here in St. Louis. And Paige just kind of threw the line out there. Hey, I got a spot in the car. I got a spot in the room. You want to go to Joe Fest? And I took a look at my schedule and took a look at my finances. We're like, you know what? 
I can go to Joe Fest. And so about two days before before we left, it, it all finally got finalized, and that was really the first moment that I was heading to Joe Fest. The only other person who knew I was going to be there was Carson. And mostly, I, I, kept, hmm. I kept it from you mostly so you'd be surprised. You're a jerk. Kind of. It was kind of funny uh, on regis- registration night. Um, Joe still didn't know I was in the building, but I'm, I'm in line to, to go into the show with everybody else. And you know, Joe Colton's walking the other way, and just just I, I get insta hugged before I can get into the program, and like everybody behind me in line is kind of like, well, all right, if that's what happens to everybody when they come in. And it was like, you gotta, you gotta stop now. Cause everybody's going to think that, you know, like part of Joe fest is just getting jumped on by statuesque women. It's, it's not how that goes. Everybody needs to have at least one place in the world where that does happen to them. But unfortunately it's not, that's not Joe fest for a lot of people. So. There was a bunch of stunned people behind you, like looking at you and then looking at me and then kind of like confused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a concern because we were either going to get trampled or I was going to just have to pick you up and carry you with me because you did. You, you, <laughs> you were on there for a while. You were you, it was a, it was one of those big hugs because you're you're a tall Greek woman. So there's no such thing as a short hug there. And, I can uh, do short hugs, but I was really excited to see you. I, I no, I appreciate that. I'm teasing you a little bit, but it it really was like I I was concerned that we were gonna get <laughs> get trampled by the people behind us. They were very confused. It was it was not a long wait to get in, but it was a longer line than I think everybody was expecting. Yeah. Uh, foot traffic for the show was more than they had planned on i think i I think they were expecting yes Yes. 800 to 900 and they wound up with 1100 to 1200 which is great turnout yes uh and most there was their numbers were that uh on friday yeah they had sold like a thousand tickets yeah and most of the tickets that they sold from what i understand again i can't i can't verify this but from what i understood from what i heard through various channels most of the tickets that got sold were for both days for both friday and saturday yes so, which is great so anyways we kind of we kind of skipped most of thursday you have any amusing travel anecdotes from the trip in um so we left friday morning at six thirty, and usually it, it takes william is very slow in the morning <laughs> as is wes and Maggie and I are like, you know, right at the crack of dawn. Nope. This time I had problems getting up, but I got ready really fast. It was Maggie and I driving uh, in my car and then Wes and William talking wrestling in uh, William's car. That's good, though. I, I got a chance to talk wrestling with Wes for a while. Oh, OK. It's a subject. That's what we do. It's our it's our bonding point. Yes. But anyways, so that was that was Friday morning for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we Paige and I got in late Thursday, 
and okay. we we got checked in. It was probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Uh, checked into the room, got situated real quick. I believe I recorded our our Joe Fest check-in on the spot report. And then we went down to socialize for a little bit, just in time uh, for the hotel staff to kick everybody out of the lobby. I so. did hear that. <laughs> So basically, I, I I got there, stood in front of the crowd, and then the security guy came up and stood next to me and said we all had to go. All right. Mm. Fair enough. So then Friday came around, and, and really after the long trip in, and thankfully it was a very uneventful trip in uh, for Paige and I. It was about 11 hours in the car, but it went very quickly. We didn't hit any major traffic. We did not hit any major weather. And remember that point for the trip home. I had already been in the car a good 10 hours plus over the the, the week. Because in the first half of the week, I was in northern Indiana for Father's Day, which I I spent with my folks. So I had already logged a pretty good road trip that week. And then I was home in St. Louis on Wednesday, and we were back out the door on Thursday. So, yeah, I, I was pretty gassed come Friday. I, I did not do a whole lot Friday before the festivities began. I helped helped set up for Joe Declassified. I helped set up for Carson and, and his booth for his, his books with 3D Joe's. And that was that was about it. Uh, it, would, it that sounds like my, my schedule. Yeah, it was a lot of car time last week. 30 hours plus of car time. It, it's like a full-time job in the car. Uh, I don't even have the cool, super plush cab like truckers have. You know. Sad panda. Yeah, kind of. I'm going to be in the car that much. Maybe I should go to trucking school. Mm-hmm. Can do, uh, can do what's on Joe Mind while I'm driving. Oh, my God. Every so often, there's just this <laughs> in the background, and nobody quite knows what that's about. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Keep going. Keep going. It's it's nothing. Just traffic outside of so Jacksonville. So many fart jokes. Well, I mean, I did I, I did have refried beans with my Mexican meal tonight, so that that's oh happening on this end anyway. Go on. It's like we got our old co-hosts back. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, that that does take us to Friday, and the schedule for Friday evening was was pretty easy. Uh, basically, they they let folks in. Turns out they had the room a little earlier than they were expecting. Uh, we were in there for uh, helping helping with setup early part of the afternoon, and then uh, that carried through until seven thirty when the show floor opened to the public, and. Everybody was available. All celebrities were in. All the vendors were in. All the artists were open. Just everybody was up and running for two and a half hours on Friday night. And it was a bit of a madhouse. It was pretty crazy. We we got in and it was nonstop until, until we went to bed. Yeah, Friday night was, was uh, pretty crazy. There was a lot of adrenaline in the room. People were going nuts. Yeah. The uh, the line to get the exclusives was crazy. Us setting up tables was crazy. The setup itself, people were going everywhere. Uh, up until like the moment when it opened, people were running around 
Like the girls were trying to get ready and like not leave the tables unattended. Wes was trying to get ready, and then I finally got ready. And yeah. I was just like, this is insane. Yeah, there were a lot of last-minute switches on the layout. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter yes. was put right by the entrance, which, if we're being honest, is a questionable logistic decision. Because it, it cut off everybody trying to get in, it cut off everybody trying to get out, and it cut off everybody trying to get to the snack bar, which was right across from Sergeant Slaughter. So it was... It, like the first thing you encountered was a log jam of humanity, um, which mm-hmm. is, is difficult at the time when everybody's trying to get in specifically for all the different vendor exclusives that were available starting on Friday. I mean, I think everybody that yeah. brought exclusives except Roma collectibles made them available Friday night. Then Friday night comes and goes, uh, 10 o'clock came. Uh, we basically, uh, Paige and I grabbed Carson and ran to grab some dinner, and then we snuck back in so nobody would see us because we knew we were going to have to turn around and be back out there at 8, 8 in the morning for admission the next day. And I think... That was my only thing. Like, I couldn't... I don't I don't know if that was a good idea because it went late. There was a trading thing happening in the lobby after the exclusives, and it mm. was just... And then all of a sudden, like, those people had to be on in, in their vendor booths at 8 a.m., yeah, it's a tight it a turnaround. Bit. It was a bit much. Especially yeah. after all I the... Think, I think next year if they do that, they should not have... If they have an exclusive night, they need to open the con up to VIPs at like 9 or 9.30 hmm. for like half an hour. Yeah. You know, let, let the con go later rather than opening it up early. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a fast turnaround. And even if you didn't take part in any of that stuff, there, there's all kinds of adrenaline and it's a late night and it just you could really tell Saturday morning because I was down 8 o'clock and it was pretty dead for a couple hours. Yeah. Like we had celebrity guests yeah. that didn't make call. We had uh, some vendors that didn't open on time. And, and really it's, it's hard to blame them. It's a long day of travel getting in. And then it's it's a it's a quick night with a lot of activity, and then and then nine hours later, you're expecting everybody to be back up and at it again. It, it can it's a it's a tall order. So on Saturday, uh, eight a.m. as we said, with the show floor open back up for VIP early admission and multi-day pass holders, uh, there was a meet and greet with celebrities from that time. Uh, panels went on all day. Uh, did go. I, I personally got to Kirk's morning panel, uh, which was a life in GI Joe. Uh, it was an interview conducted by John Anderson, who was another one of the guests at the show. And John's he's one of those guys. He's he's been a, a background player, a cameo player in all kinds of sci-fi and action movies and things like that. It was a very good discussion. I always learn something new when I go to one of Kirk's panels, and this was no exception. Uh, there's just all kinds of new stuff that, that just pops out in the course of conversation that you don't necessarily catch in, in a planned sort of presentation. So it was, it was nice to have that element to things because Kirk just – I mean, he's Kirk. He's, he's got it all together. He, he still lives and breathes this stuff. 
it's the details are sharp for him because he's never really let G.I. Joe go. Um, I mean, it's stuff that happened almost 40 years ago, and he's just he's been reliving it all this time. He's really been the the torchbearer for the brand all this all this time. So uh, it's always neat to hear him talk about some of that stuff and and touch on things that weren't necessarily uh, covered before. I don't know. I know it was recorded. Somebody put a recording together. I don't know the availability of that, so I don't want to necessarily get into that and ruin, you know, ruin the uh, the presentation of that when it does get to wherever it's going. So, so I'll, I'll leave that alone. But any again, if you're ever at a show, you get a chance to get to a Kirk Bazigian panel. Do it at least once. Uh, panels went on all day. I know at at twelve fifteen. Unfortunately, I didn't make it, but uh, there was the Cobra Convergence meet was held by. Uh, our friend of the program, Hooded Cobra Commander 788, also known as Brian Lower, that was in the main lobby. We, it was right on top of, of something else that I, another appointment that I had going on, so I wasn't able to make that. We are going to be a part of Cobra Convergence this year. I know that was a, a question that's been asked a lot this weekend. It was funny. A lot of fans came up and and were talking about shows. They're like, "Oh yeah, have you have you seen this yet?" And I'm like. Uh, dude, yeah, we're part of it. Look at the schedule. But I, I may have erred in telling Carson and Joe that we were a part of that this year, but hey, we're a part of that this year. <laughs> it's fine. Joe, how is business at it's the booth? Fine. I know you're you're out there trying to sell pictures and magnets and cards and all that stuff. Were were people buying for you? Yes, they were. Um, I had a a guy come. So a guy come over and asked for a Serpenter picture, which I did not have. And then he said, well, can I have a Scarlet photo? Sure. He tells me it's a little girl. And it turns out that I find out after we get back from Joe Fest that it was for Rob Ross's daughter, who is a huge fan and wanted a Serpentor picture because Serpentress is a badass. So I'm going to get her a photo for that. But yeah. um, a lot of people were buying photos. Uh, thank you very much to everybody for the support. It was really nice talking to, to people that I hadn't seen, people that I hadn't met in person, and just fans in general. It's, it's, very, uh, it's very cool. I did get uh, to be on a live stream with the Misfits from the PX trade. And I think it was their first time doing it. Uh, with a person, like not one of them. Uh, Chris Decker was interviewing me, and all the other guys were running around. One of them has a really cool mustache. I got to feel that. That was that was cool. I I actually saw the recording of that, and you know what? You did not do. I did not plug the damn show. That is correct. So here you are. You're yes. you are plugging their show, yet. You did not plug our show. I did, though. I talked to them about the show before mm. we got on the air. Mm-hmm. Before. 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 I'm sorry. Oh, we're docking your pay. It's on that now one. become a thing, right? Like, there are strangers that come up to me that say, plug the damn show. Yep. You've done this. Yes, I'm you good know, at that. You know, like, this is your fault. 
<laughs> I'm I am good at catchphrases and nicknames and titles. Noted author James Cavanaugh is me. Okay. James okay. Cavanaugh is a noted author because of me. That should tell you my power in bestowing these sorts of things. Uh-huh. So, so you said nicknames. Who has a nickname? I'm too tired to think all this stuff at this point. <laughs> but I'm just saying, plug, plug the damn show is turning out to be perhaps my second most successful attempt at this sort of thing. So huh, Probably. Yeah. We're going to ride this. Okay. Absolutely taking this to I the bank. I did plug the damn show on my Loot Crate review this, this I, uh I did see that, yes. Passport. You yeah. didn't put it on our channels. Yes. No. No, you didn't. It's not there. You put oh, it on... I, I couldn't because I was live streaming it. Oh. Yeah. Boo. I know. Boo. I'll do the next one. I'll do the next one because I just got the box. I'll do the next one on... Uh... On recording. Hey, you do what you want. No, it's okay. You tell me. <laughs> it's fine. I'll plug it in. So I'll do whatever you want. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's, it's not. <laughs> I, I'm making it out like like what's on Joe's mind is this tyrannical. No, it, it's really. It not. is. It, it's not. Boys and girls, it is. I don't know enough about this stuff to, to for it to. I am a techno that is true. <laughs> I'm a technological dunce. I can be taught. But I can't figure it out on my own. I'm right in that that weird spot where, like, when I was a kid, computers were just starting to become a thing. And so I'm really comfortable with them. But I'm not so comfortable that I just have this intrinsic knowledge of, of what's going on there. And people who are maybe a year or two younger than me do. It's it's I'm right on that 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 divide, that right on that gap. So, like I said, you can teach me anything with them, but I... I I'm not going to figure it out on my own. So, did you get anything on Friday, by the way? On Friday? Like, any exclusives? I did not, no. We we made this okay. trip on an extreme budget. So, okay. there, there, I was not uh, not really in the exclusives game. I did pick up right. a coupon to get the, the Roma one on Saturday. Uh, I know, Ooh. but I did that, like, I did that for Paige. I know Paige was had knew somebody who was interested in that one and so I got got the coupon to pass it on to him. He was dead to the world at eight AM on Saturday, so Okay. So I, I was I picked up um I picked up something. What did I pick up? I picked up something for a friend. Hold on, I'll tell you what it is. It was uh this is bad. Uh Viper Commander. There you go. Yeah. That was a good yeah. one. I you know who made that one? Oh, God. Jason. Forget uh, I asked. We'll get it later. Yep. <laughs> oh, gee, this is going to take forever. Forget I asked. Never mind. We don't yep. care. That one guy who made the stuff. So if you made the uh, Viper Commander. Toys. What's that's that? Where, that's where he was. Uh, Gag up for toys is uh, where we're supposed to send the PayPal. There you go. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Oh, it's bad. It is, but it's okay. It's kind of late, so it's it late. late. It's a Saturday. People should be lucky that they get us at all. Right? Uh, do you want me to talk about what I picked up for the What'd exclusives night? What'd you get? Uh, so exclusives night. I picked up the unmasked Nate guys. Nice. I did the. I picked up the last one. So Angelo really wanted it, 
and he was like talking back and forth and I heard the guy say, Oh, this is the last one I go, I'll take it. <laughs> and then you turned and hit Angela with your elbow right between the eyes. He was like, Wait, did you guys like yeah? He's like, Oh, she got it, it's fine. <laughs> well well done. And well played. Then I picked up a lady boa. That was really cool. Because um, last year they made a figure of me, and this year they made um, uh, a figure of uh, of Candace. So I wanted it, and I made her sign her figure. I don't know who I was Candace like, is. Please so. sign this for me. And she was like, "You are ridiculous." So she signed it for me. And then that's all I got for Friday night the exclusives. There, there was none of those left after that. Like it was like. Probably they went fast. Both went really fast. And so then, uh, I already pretty well left a record of what I was doing for most of Saturday. So I won't get into all that. Um, the only panels that I made it into were Kirk in the morning. I did get to Carson's in the afternoon, which was a conversation with Ron Rudat. Uh, Dan Kligensmith sat in on that one as well. Uh, very entertaining stuff. Uh, I hadn't had the chance to listen to a lot of interviews or, or things like that with Ron before. So uh, it's fun to always fun to hear what's a different voice talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, again, a, a good time there. I know, unfortunately, they were beset as all the panelists were beset by the lack of ability to use audio visual Microphone. stuff. Yeah, microphones, uh, overhead, uh, projectors, screens, anything like that. All of it was shut off. And yeah, anyways, that, that, that'll be, we'll cover that in a little bit once we, once we get through activities. Uh, otherwise my day was spent, uh, flitting around and talking to people and recording audio, uh, did a little bit of selfie duty at the Joe Colton booth. I was, I was the guy holding the camera a few times, but, uh, <laughs> keep, 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 You're an, very good. keep a noted author, James Cavanaugh sober. Um, that was interesting <laughs> no he was uh, james james behaves himself a lot most of the time these anymore um uh, i really i didn't see a lot of james this weekend i i caught him on friday did the the little yep. recording bit with him on friday and i didn't see him besides in passing again like it it's it's weird for me to get so little kavanaugh time at a show and we it's, drank together it's a bit of a recurring theme in that there's a lot of, like this is a, essentially a, a one-day show with a tag. So mm -hmm. you start settling into these, these Jokon habits where you see somebody and you see a lot of them for about four days. And it, like even subconsciously it, it sinks in, oh, well, you know, I'll catch up with them in a second. There's time, and then it occurs to you at 5 p.m. on Saturday, oh, wait, we're out of time. So it, it was a little weird in that regard. My internal clock was off the entire weekend for that. I told several people that I would see them tomorrow, thinking that there was a Sunday part of the show, forgetting that it ended Saturday night. Yeah, like and Sunday still was, was the only chance I had to... to see a number of folks i i made sure that to touch base with with you guys before i left but like mm -hmm. sunday morning in in the lobby was the first chance i had to say hey to larry hama who's yep. 
you know, Larry, Larry and I are not the tightest of friends, but he at least knows who I am. I like to at least stop in and say, hey. And mm-hmm. Sunday was really the first opportunity to do that. And same with Tom Feaster, who's a guy we've had on the program before. And I'm always plaguing his Facebook page. And, you know, so, you know, people I get along with that, that I, I was really hoping to see and, and catch five, ten minutes with that I, I I barely had the chance to do that. And it was as we were all running towards the door. So it, it was uh, very much a rushed timeline at, at Joe Fest in that regard. It was a it was good to at least get out and see everybody and, and touch base for a few minutes, but that was really all you had was a few minutes. Okay. I agree. So, I agree with that. Non-exclusive night. What you what what was your haul like at Joe Fest? What else did you buy? Because we know you bought stuff. I, I, so I was stuck at the table for a lot of the time um, on Saturday, and then mm-hmm. I also helped do the costume contest uh, with Kate McLeod and Maggie. So, so real, real quick, goes. real quick, changing gears here. On Friday night, you were dressed as Serpentor, and on Saturday, you were dressed as Scarlet. Okay, just After for the folks those at home. Two costumes. I was in my Cobra Bunny suit. Okay. And then on Sunday, Drink. you were dressed as myself. Okay. All right. Yes. Um. So on Saturday, um, I was having coffee in the morning and bill and colleen nedro walked by and they were telling me that their book was almost gone and he had like five or six copies left of his hard hardcover but there was a couple more of the soft cover and i was like no no, i want a hardcover and so i literally walked with him to the booth before it opened and got a book and then i got a picture with him is the picture for sale now i posted it He's a poo head. I'm sorry. Anyway, I, thought, I thought we were yeah. selling pictures today. I'm sorry. My bad. No, All not right. today. All right. um, and then Roma Collectibles, uh, Aaron had three October Guard figures that I needed. And so I was like, ooh, it's bad. I'm not supposed to be spending too much money. And then, like, I spent some money. So, of course, you bought got those. those. Right. It's Aaron. Did, did Aaron charge you double? Uh, no. All right. I did get a weird figure that I did not post a picture of, but I will talk about it. Okay. So, Roma Collectibles made a limited edition of William J. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta do this correctly. You need to take a picture of this that we can put on Facebook with the Are you kidding me? No, I have to ask permission first. (sighs) Okay. It's called. It is your property. You do with it what you want. Go on. It's called Rugged. <laughs> it's called Rugged Willie J. It is William in tidy whities <laughs> And the finger banging pew pew action on top. And it says Roma Fest. Oh, and Lord. he's got. Like, I think it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's head sculpt. <laughs> Like the <laughs> oh, I I love it when Roma does exclusives because they're they're always so bizarre and spot on. Like my favorite exclusives year to year to year 
invariably something from his coil con exclusives make the list yes it's always the coil conned like it's the they are bootleg exclusives and they're they're always fantastic they're always some of my favorite things that i see period and it's like he'll he'll make coil con characters out of like lenard toys and things like that like obvious almost hasbro but not quite stuff it's they're just good on on a number of different levels. So, yeah, the William J. cosplay action figure is pretty amazing. Really, yeah. all it was missing was the cutter mustache. It needed to have the cutter mustache. So, when he... I think be next, but he has to have the vest. This is, like, just him in tidy whities It's really weird. So, Maggie has one. We, we taped her getting it so i gave her her figure and she was not amused and didn't want it william got his own and uh mary mercenary got her because of course aaron has to give his wife one and (laughs) it's really weird because we're all like you're a ken doll you're not a sex object (laughs) you don't you don't do those things so He's like our little brother, so it's very strange to have a figure of him in tidy ways. <laughs> really awkward. I don't even know what to do with this thing now. <laughs> you just you just put it on a shelf and let people see it. And if they ask you about it, you tell them. That's all you can do. Oh, God. I think I'm going to put it in the living room, like in one of those productive cases. Yeah, you know, you need to put it in a... <laughs> just, just have it out like it's anything else. It doesn't need to be in this this distinguished place of honor or anything. It needs to be there. If somebody's really looking, they'll see it. Otherwise, it'll just blend in with all the other stuff you've got around your house. Okay. You get what I'm saying there? Yes. All right, all right. So after the show closed, that was 5 p.m. on Saturday, you were part of the Ron Rudat Celebrity 50th Wedding Anniversary Dinner. Yes. And so what was up there? So... Uh, we got to go, um, it was Carson, John, and I, and then we asked a few others, uh, like Kirk and Larry, uh, Dan, and, um, James Cavanaugh, uh, to speak. Um, so we all got to say a few words to the couple. Oh, and, and Tristan Rudat was the last one to speak, but we all got to say something uh, to them and wish them well on their 50th anniversary. I don't think they knew what we were doing. There was also a cake and a painting was given to them of their, I think it was of their wedding photo, I think. I believe so. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, it was provided by Kickley. Yes, it was. Um, it was very pretty. And everyone had a lot of nice words to say. It was nice to hear uh, Kirk and Larry talk because they had they have known each other for so many years. And so it was interesting to watch to see what we as fans and, and you know, growing up with watching them and then their colleagues saying something and their friends. Yeah. So and then Tristan uh, uh, speaking, which was very nice. He's a very nice guy. If you guys have not heard any of his music, you you should. He's a really good musician. Um, 
got to hear some of his uh, music. He gave me a CD at one of the Joe Cons, and it was in Florida. And Maggie and I listened to it all the way back into D.C. So we drove and were listening to his CD <laughs> basically the whole time. And Tristan, just um, for, for people that aren't following along at home, Tristan is Ron's son. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I assume people know. Um, uh, yeah. Tristan is, is <laughs> Ron's son. Yeah, so I got to, to say a few words. I was a little nervous, um, but I had an opening uh, story of how I met Ron, and uh, that kind of got a laugh and, and made me... Um, so it was it was really nice. And then everybody ate and we went back to the hotel and then just ended up in the bar and everyone was drinking and and talking. And I think I talked Troy McGee's ears off for a good 45 minutes about figures. Well, I mean, that's kind of his wheelhouse. So he probably didn't, yeah. didn't notice that's if, so, if you're going to talk about something with Troy McKee for that length of time. It probably involves action figures at some point. I just, I, after that, I was like, I don't think he expected me to, like, kind of corner him and just start talking to him. No, I, I think it throws some of the, some folks a little bit because, you know, you, you put out all kinds of pictures of yourself in costume. And, right. And so you're thought of as a cosplayer. You're thought of as, as somebody who's very skilled in that regard. But it, it, like, when you throw your legit geek cred at people, it it throws them off a little bit. You you really do knock was, them off their game. They don't understand how much you know about toys. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy. I don't even know what his name was. I've seen him every year. He's got a beard. He <laughs> that doesn't that, help anybody. That narrows it down. He looked at me. <laughs> he was like, I don't even know if I've ever spoken to you. How do you know so much about action figures? And I was like, oh, I collect. I collect, sir. Yeah, they don't understand how deep you're in. Yeah. I'm very quiet about it, I think. Oh. It's it's just not how they know you. But I let me assure everybody at home. She's in and, and collecting toys. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. It, I don't compare. I, I know people kind of give me a reputation of, of being an authority on this stuff. I've been doing this show for a long you, time. You collect, though. Uh, yeah, like, sure, certainly. But, but, I mean, mostly I collect G.I. Joe, and that's what I know about. Um, I've got a better than passing knowledge on some of the other major lines because, you just you know, you, you, it overlaps, and you just you just have that much exposure to it over the years. But as far as collecting goes, I pretty much just collect G.I. Joe, and I, I cherry-pick in a couple other places, and that's it. But you're you're in deep. <coughs> you, you get a lot of stuff, and you've got a lot of depth to the collections that you have, and I don't think people know about that. that that's what throws them. That's why you, you, like, that's why you blow people away on some of those, those discussions. Well, take that as a compliment. Thank you. It is, you. absolutely. Look, if you're going to spend that much time and money on things, you might mm-hmm. might as well know about it. So That's true. You know, it's, it's certainly not an insult. Maybe we'll do a we'll do a let's open a bin. 
live stream from what, what's on Joe Biden and be like, we're just going to pick a bin in the garage. Let's just delve in. <laughs> Let's figure out Joe's stuff. Wait, no, we can't do that. That's a bad bit. But we'll get a better yeah. title for it, and it'll, that'll be what it is. We'll get a we'll better title. We'll have like title. a five-minute segment. Yeah, just... It's so often. <laughs> what the hell's in here with Joe Colton? Dun, 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 dun. Give it its own peppy theme music. It'll be great. Right. More like Wes screaming. <laughs> I mean, Wes has to be a part of that because he'd, he'd be just standing in the background and... What the hell is that? You gotta have that. Guy. Why do you have so many? What is that? Anyway, so that's Saturday. Uh, as as most of these functions do, Saturday degenerated for many of us in a haze of late night and drinking. And there's apparently a good story going around about somebody getting getting in the fountain and getting belligerent and getting arrested. Oh, yes. I wasn't around for that. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to want to give that public airplay, but just talk to people who are at Joe Fest and you'll find out more about that one. I'll leave it at that. You can't see my face right now, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it, This goes back to one of Gary's old sayings. And it goes, it, we typically applied it to internet correspondence but it goes in real life too and it's d-bad d-b-a-d don't be a d yes so why you would spend the time and money and effort to get to this show and then deliberately put yourself in a situation where you are getting arrested at a toy show getting arrested you have to reevaluate your yeah, your priorities are just out of whack at that point. You need to reevaluate yourself. Yeah. And and that'll be all we say about that. I don't want to give out any names or anything like that to the hundreds, if not thousands of people that eventually hear this program. So it, it's not worth any of that. Just, just shame. D bad. D bad. It's one of the timeless ones, like pre lost. D bad. <laughs> But it was a it was a very good show. Guest list. I'll I'll read down the back of the program here, as far as who was in attendance: Sergeant Slaughter, Keona Young, Sierra Foster, Hank Garrett, Larry Hama, Chalet, Lizette Brannon, Marty Janetti, Kirk Bazigian, Ronnie Rudat, Bobby Valla, Dan Klingensmith, Tom Feaster, James Cavanaugh Jr., noted author, uh, Adam Riches, John Anderson, Matthew Ashley, Rachel Baker, Joe Colton cosplay. And that was our our list of featured guests. Uh, there are even more folks, uh, artists, authors, uh, random podcasters that were just running around and getting audio where they could. Wish I could have done more. Uh, you don't want to do too much with folks who are... It, it wasn't like JoeCon in the sense that when you have a, a guest at JoeCon, they're paid for. Like You're, you're not paying extra to get an autograph you're not paying extra to get a photo and so they can be a little bit looser with their time whereas with the folks here they were charging that it was not included as part of their appearance and so you don't want to you don't want to be bugging somebody for audio when they've got money to make it's their time it's their money uh, and so I, I wish I could have done more in regards to 
uh, talking to guests or talking to, to artists. It just, you know, you have you can't get in the way of their ability to make a living. Glad that we did get the, the bits that we did. Uh, thank you all for, for clicking on those and tuning in. Joe, if, if your overall impressions, we're at that point in the show, uh, we're, we're kind of winding this up. What were your overall impressions of Joe Fest as an event? I really enjoyed the people. I I want to thank Ed and his wife for doing the show and pulling everyone together and, and having, having the show. Because otherwise, we'd still be kind of like floating around, I think. Mm. Um, it was, it was, vendor, vendors were great. There was a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of Joe stuff, which was great, but also like some other stuff. Um, I think everyone just had a really good time and uh, it was nice to see the camaraderie between everybody like still there. And like, it's like nothing had, had, had at any point. So it was nice. It was to catch up with people. It was, it was just, it was a really good show. Yeah, I, I can you? agree with most of that. Uh, I think a lot of the the latter part of what you talked about overshadowed some, some issues with the show. Uh, we have mm-hmm. already talked about the layout of the floor uh, better. Like that needed to be handled a little bit better and a little bit further in advance than at the time of setup. Uh can't say much. I, I, I know that uh, folks who are there will say that the facility was a little bit small. That's not the fault of the promoters. Uh, I, I think the show wound up being big. I think they, they planned yeah. for it to be twice the size of what it was last year, and I think it wound up being even bigger than that. So there yeah, comes I, a, there comes a point somebody... when you yeah you can't you can't plan any more aggressively for growth than what they did. And, yeah. and not put yourself on a ledge that you don't need to be on. So um, the room was a little cramped and, and the hallways were a little cramped. And to a certain extent, you know, le- lesson learned, maybe it's someplace else next year. But I don't think there was anything that could have been done about that realistically, uh, unless you just put yourself, again, way out on a, on, a, on a ledge that you don't need to be on for a second year show. Um, I think there were some circumstances that maybe didn't get handled as well as they should have. And it's, I I don't want to come off as being overly critical. Uh, I know my own experiences from running a convention. I did, I did coil con. I was the the point guy for that for uh, several years. And there comes a point um, with those shows that you have to make decisions that people aren't necessarily going to be happy about. And sometimes it's people that you didn't, in in your wildest dreams, dream of, of ticking off. But that's what you got to do. Um, I think we would be remiss if we did not mention that the behavior of some of the featured guests, well, one featured guest, was uh, inexcusable. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Don't want to get too much into that. But one of the featured guests um, had... Was again. I, I I'm no scientist, but did not seem to be fully in control of his faculties. Um, wound up saying, behaving inappropriately towards a lot of the cosplayers who were across the hallway from him, 
and very little was done about that. Like that's that's a guy who you wouldn't take that behavior from somebody who bought a ticket to get in. So you shouldn't take that behavior from somebody who's there to represent your show. And that person needed to be given his check and sent home. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's that is the one big criticism that I'll have of that show of, of Joe Fest is that not enough was done there. Uh, it's not enough to just say, oh, hey, we don't condone that. Well, no, if you're letting that person hang around, yes, you are. And I know that's not consciously what they're trying to say by letting him stay, but that's that's what it is. It's just saying that, oh, well, you know, we're paying this guy too much to get you're not paying him too much to get rid of him. You needed to get rid of him. And uh, I'm sure, again, the folks who went to Joe Fest will probably know who I'm talking about. Uh, we'll just say that it's, it's uh, out of that list of folks I've got, there's really only one on there that has a history of that sort of behavior that runs well over two decades. And it's, it's not James Cavanaugh. So, I was going to say, this is not me. I've not been drinking <laughs> that much. Well, I mean, the part of it that that clued people into you was that in a, inappropriate behavior towards cosplayers. Like right. that would be the tag for you. People don't necessarily know you as a drinker, but inappropriate behavior, perhaps. Yes. Perhaps. But in in all seriousness, not Joe Colton either. Um, and, yeah. and so again, if the folks who who ran this show listen to this wrap up, I I hope that if if there's one piece of constructive criticism to be taken from our program, that that's it. Like that guy doesn't need to be back at your program ever, because that is not somebody you want representing your brand and your show. So, anyways, that's that's the one. The one major beef uh, with with Joe Fest there, I, I think the overall mood of of the attendees really took it to another level. Um, by the same token, like there was a lot going on at this show. Uh, I I'm not sure how you one up this next year. I'm not sure how you do something different because there aren't a whole lot of people on this list. If you're having a GI Joe show, that's that's kind of your dream list right now. Like there's there's nobody to swap. Maybe maybe you swap out for for some different voice talent or something next year. But it, it's not going to be a, a bigger cast of of characters than what you had this year. So I question where it goes from here, and I hope that the the era of good feelings continues. I think that carried a a lot of of you know what would ordinarily be criticisms about the hotel or, or or things like that. I think the fact that everybody was just so happy to see everybody else kind of lifted lifted the crowd past all that stuff. You know, and and good for them for creating an atmosphere that condoned all that. Um, there was absolutely a void that was created by Joe Kahn going away. And kudos to the folks at Joe Fest for grabbing that brass ring. Like, that was a, a, a conscious decision that they made. They wanted to be the G.I. Joe show for this year. And I think they pulled that off. I, I think that that is mm-hmm. unquestionably what they achieved. Um, but as with everything else, you know, there, there's room to grow. There's room to get better. 
um, and and uh, you know nobody nobody's uh, perfect by any stretch, but it's certainly something to shoot for, and I think it's it's something that these folks are absolutely invested in, and next year will be a, a much smoother show with the experiences of this year uh, in the past and and under our belts. Mm-hmm. And I say that like I organized. I didn't organize anything. I'm not a part of this at all. So don't you know? Don't take that. I I ain't taking I'm credit totally, for nothing. I'm totally quoting you. Totally quoting you. All right, you you do that. You do that then, Joe Colton. Your inappropriate behavior towards cosplayers is noted. I'll just walk around in a Duke T-shirt or something and say that I'm I'm a bad cosplayer and people stop listening to you. <laughs> so. So, Joe Colton, uh, you have anything else in in wrap up of Joe Fest 2019? No, no. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I bought a lot of stuff. Um, I got given stuff. Okay, so this is like the third con now that I have been given a wine glass, or third event that I've been given a wine glass. By somebody that they've made for me, which I do love. These are like really cool. Um, Candace made me a Star Trek red shirt wine glass. Uh, for but, Joe Fest. Um, yeah, there's there's stuff to 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 grow. I agree with you on that. But um, as a second year show, it it I think it grew over the two the like doubled in size. Because I went to the first one, and it was less than half. And he, like, they grew that show. Yeah, from so what I understand, I, it I, really exploded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it it exploded, I think, beyond what they were expecting. I think they were expecting a gradual, and it, it went bananas. So it was it was very nice. I look forward to next year, because I'm, I'm sure they're going to have a next year. And he's... I know that Ed went on vacation to Florida, but I, I know that he is wanting to plan, start planning next year already. So. Excellent. I wish him all the best. Yeah. I, I'm glad I made the decision to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me I, too. I'm eternally grateful to Paige Wagner for the vine, for the assist on that one. Wasn't making it without him. Uh, so Paige, this bud's for you. On the way back, it was funny enough. We were driving through Kentucky. We got to just outside Paducah, and uh, we're, we're gassing up the car. And all of a sudden, we're you know we're outside. We're just heading in to buy drinks, and the storm sirens go off. <gasps> and it's overcast. You know, it, most most of the trip back had been overcast, but it was like most most of the the. the the weather down was great, and most of the, the weather for most of going back was great, too. Uh, but we're in Paducah, and we're at the gas pumps, and the sirens go off. And so I uh, we kind of look up, and off in the distance and heading straight for us is this big formation of just black clouds. And the temperature oh. drops 15 degrees just in the time that we're standing out there. And... Uh, and so, you know, Paige and I just kind of stand there for a second and we are at the car. I'm like, you know what? I think the best course of action here is for you to move the car over to the, the side lot next to the building, get it out from underneath the, the, the pump scaffolding. 
and we're just going to go inside and hang out for a little bit. And so that's what we do. It starts raining literally as we are walking back in the front door to the convenience store. Um, there's all kinds of people running in after us, uh, people with kids, people in absolute panic. And they're just running past us like we're, there, there was kind of a big open area. Uh, the directions for severe weather were to head to the restrooms in, in the back. And, and there's kind of a big open area in front of that. And, and so there, there were some tables there for if you wanted to stand and if you bought lunch or whatever, you could just stand and eat there. And so we, we just kind of manned one of those tables uh, and, and, and did our best to look cool. Um, because, uh, yeah, the, the, a, a good chunk of, of travelers just came in and were pretty, pretty freaked out by what was going on outside. Uh, it turns out that the brunt of the storms that hit, uh, missed us. We did have a good dose of, of high winds and sideways rain. We were probably in that convenience store for eh, 30, 40 minutes while it all passed by. Uh, but, but that was our excitement. Saturday, uh, some of us had gone to a place called uh, Cookout, which I talked about more at length in, in one of the, the snippets, that the on-the-spot bits. And uh, I had recommended this bastion of deep-fried food to the Dietrichs on, on the way out. It's like, look, if you don't stop it at Cookout, you didn't do this trip right. And so they were sending pictures of them eating at cookout while we're in the convenience store. So I'm standing there giggling like an idiot, looking at my phone at the pictures of, of Aaron, eat, Aaron Dietrich eating corn dogs. And everybody in that convenience store thought something was wrong with me. Because they're, they're all staring at their phones, looking at the weather systems going by. And I've, I've got this bald bearded dude with corn dogs. And I'm just chuckling to myself. Paige is looking at me like I'm sick in the head. But, uh, yeah, it was good times. So we, we got to dodge that, and then it was smooth sailing the rest of the way back to St. Louis. But it was our, our little our little moment of anxiety on the way home from Joe Fest. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were lucky enough that even when it hit, we weren't in the car. You know, we were stopped, and, and we got to see it coming. So it was really... Uh, if you if you have to spend 22 hours in the car on a weekend, we probably got as lucky as possible with our traveling conditions. Yeah. Really did. I, I was afraid to go out the rest of this week because I was sure that there would be some kind of karmic swing back on that. Like I'd, I'd step out front and get hit by lightning immediately or something along those. Because uh, it, it's St. Louis in 2019, so every day we have to have at least a couple hours of thunderstorms. Yep. It, yeah. Madness. So, uh, Joe Colton, anything anything left? Any shout-outs? Any, anything crazy you want to throw out there before we wind this up? Uh, I do want to say that The Finest had a really good booth um, with the limited space, and they were collecting monies for Canines for Warriors again. And took tons of pictures with uh, with the guests and with other cosplayers. So it was it was great to see that. Excellent. How many T-shirts did uh, did Sarah move? Oh my god! People are like 
they were like they wanted her shirts. I think she like sold like five or six shirts. Killing me. I know, I know. I'm like, I need to get shirts. She's like, you need to pick a, you need to pick a catchphrase. And and I was like, I'm trying. She's like, they're always complicated. And I'm like, all right. Your catchphrase is yeah. plug the damn show. You don't need a catchphrase. <laughs> you have a catchphrase. Oh. <sighs> See, this is why you don't move t-shirts. I don't know why I don't move t-shirts. But Sarah's in charge of our merchandise now, so. Yeah, That's yeah. It. We're we're out. We're, I'm I'm out of the t-shirt business. Sarah Dietrich is in charge of t-shirts. Yes. And I know she should be. somewhere in the future she's listening to this and just shouting out "Yay!" and then perhaps getting some anxiety over it. Right. She uh. Like, like we would expect cause results because we don't. All the you're wearing your shirt, and I was like, I didn't get this memo. Yeah. I'm like I hate you all. Like I, I did not buy one from her because I don't, I don't believe. I did look at what she had on her table, and she did not have any in size mega fat. So I was out. Are you sure? Look, it wasn't out on the table. I'm not saying she didn't have one at all, but I, I, she wasn't around, so I didn't want to you know, go through. All right. I don't want to be, I don't be rooting around in people's stuff when they're not there. Well, that's good. That sounds terrible. That's that's a phrasing moment. But uh, yeah, no, great great time again. Congratulations to Carson. Uh, wish yes. you, wish you could be with us, but I guess we understand that you had something more important going on this sure. time. <laughs> this time. Any last words? He doesn't for you for Joe Host. Oh, you know, I, I did. I, I picked up a couple. I picked up a shirt from Bobby Valla for Action Force. Oh. Because Bobby so was Bobby was stocking shirts in size mega fat. Did you get a tank top or was it a t shirt? It was a razorback. No, it was a t shirt. Okay. I can't I can't rock the oh. William J. Razorback. <laughs> Not just yet. Get a couple pounds off first. But uh I I picked up also Bobby was selling some some exclusive Cobras from the, the Missile Command set that they did for Hascon. He mm-hmm. had a bunch of the, the troopers and officers, and I did not have those, so I picked up one of each of those. I, I wish I would picked up more of the officers, frankly, because it didn't occur to me, hey, they never made a different Cobra officer in uh, with that body construction, and it's a lot better than the one that they did for the 25th anniversary, but I digress. I also picked up James Cavanaugh's books, The Rank and File, because my original copies were, well, two out of the three of them were damaged, and I didn't remember which one was not. So I just bought, I just bought all three of the old ones, and I bought the most recent one, uh, part four, which again I wrote the foreword for. So now I've got two copies of that one. I got the regular one, and I got the one that he did for JoeCon last year. Mm-hmm. Now I can say that I I wrote the foreword for. Oh, look at you. Right, two books. It's the same forward in the same book, but it's got two different covers, and nobody reads those things anyway. So I can now say two books. <laughs> I also picked up an 86 Beachhead from the toy department. Uh, very nice condition. I mean, I've bought all kinds of stuff from them over the years, so never been disappointed with any of it. They sell good stuff. But I'm slowly amassing an army of, of 86 Beachheads because I've got to do something. 
to to be weird, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess I'm finally finally jealous of Brian Kaufman's crystal ball collection after all these years. It's so crazy. Want my own to to match it. I don't think I'll ever get to quite that many because Beachhead's expensive compared to Crystal Ball. That's the difference between a, a $20, $25 figure versus a $10, $13 figure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, we got to have our hang-ups, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. But that's what I got at Joe Fest. That was my haul from Joe Fest. You can catch that on Instagram uh, where I post most of my G.I. Joe finds, and we are at What's on Joe Mind on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We get, we just passed the 100 follower mark. Yay! So go us. Yippee. Uh, tell your friends about it. Follow us. We sometimes have fun stuff on Instagram. Yes. So anyways, we've uh, we've crushed the, the life out of this. We are completely out of momentum. It's almost 11.30 p.m. where Joe Colton's at. So yes. we're going to wind this up. This is... That was our, our Joe Fest recap for 2019, the Woo-hoo. quick and dirty edition here on special special edition. You know, been talking all this time. I never once bothered to find out what special edition number this was. So I'm going to do that right now. Oh, my special God. Special edition You're 59. Sad. 59 <gasps> is what Whoa. we're up to. So that's what we got. This is special edition 59. The What's on Joe Mind, Joe Fest wrap-up. Thank you so much for your time. I'm Mike Irizarry for Joe Colton. You guys have a great evening. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) 